All right, if everybody will, uh, everybody wants to come in here, we're going to have a special report on Camp Arete. We're running a little behind schedule now, but if everybody will come in here who wants to be a part of this and see this, I'll tell you this. These guys started, several of these guys, under Jeff's amazing leadership with Camp Arete, took the initiative to start this camp. How many years ago was it? Ten? ten 11 years ago, this will be their 11th season, and this is a tremendous thing to be involved with as an adult, as a college college kid, uh, as, a, as a camper. Working at a camp, I think, does more for the volunteers and the adults than it does for the kids. It is a phenomenal ministry and a phenomenal opportunity, and so Brad Masson is going to come up. And he's going to take you through this uh, introduction and a challenge from Camp Arete. Thanks so much for being here. We are, I am so excited. I'm out of my mind with excitement to tell you about Camp Arete. been involved with this ministry for seven years, and it deserves every cheer and hooray it can get. It has been an exciting transformative ministry. We've noticed and we've noted that there's not tons of young people. In fact, my church has only a handful of young people and both parents of those young people or the the high school and college or high school and middle school age are represented here. And I got to tell you, it's lonely. And my daughter came to camp and she understands now what I understand every time I come to Chafer. And that's that we're not alone. We're weird. We're far apart, but we're not alone. Okay, maybe we're not that weird, or maybe we are, and maybe that's a good thing. But I want to implore you, and I, I don't want to take up time because we've got some exciting things about Camp Arete that we're going to talk about the Servant Leader Program that has been a truly transformational force in the Camp Arete ministry. But I just want to urge you as a pastor, this has been a powerful thing for my church body. As a, um, as a father, it's been powerful and had a great impact on my kids. And as a minister of the gospel, it is wonderful to see the next generation of young people being equipped to serve and to lead in the body of Christ. It is something that you want to be a part of. And you're asking, how can I be a part of it, right? I'm too old to go to camp. You might be. You're not too old to give to camp. Camp is a mission. Camp is a mission every bit as much as your foreign missionaries. And that's not to denigrate your foreign missionaries at all. The young people of this generation run a severe risk of being taken away, of being deceived by the world, and Camp Arete is one of the most powerful things happening in this movement, out of us, to change that trend, to reverse that trend. So if you want to support Camp Arete personally or put us on, our, on your church budget, that would be fantastic. The next thing I would plead from you is if you have talents or abilities that can be used either as a counselor, as a nurse, or a, anything you think you might be able to do for camp, get in touch with Jeff. Ask him if we need that right now. I mean, he might say no because you have an amazing staff, but ask him. Volunteer up those services. A lot of times our services are what we need far more, and, and human services are what we need far more than monetary at times. And finally, uh, I would say if you want to help out with Camporete, tell someone. Do you have a, a, a neighbor down your street who has a teenager between the ages of 14 and 19 or 18? 
Do you have a grandchild that you could scholarship and bring to camp? Do you have anyone in your life that might be convinced to go have this amazing experience? Without a doubt, without exception, every student walks away from Camp Arete saying it's the best week of their life and it's the best week of their life because the DNA of camp is for them to sit in front of great contextualized Bible teaching from qualified pastors who love your kids and love the Lord and dying to see those kids grow in the Lord. So we please consider how you can be involved with Camp Arete. Will you pray for us? Will you, will, you t- will you partner with us? Will you come along with us? With that, I get to introduce one of the most exciting aspects of Camp Arete is our c- continuing development servant leader program. This is putting these young people in a place to learn to serve the Lord. And so with that, I'll introduce Matt. Give him a hand. Thank you, Brad. This is exciting uh, to be up here this year. Last year, we couldn't come. And because of that, I had a week off, so... Jeff, you did such a great job last year that I called up Jeff and said, hey, we want to serve. And we ended up with a servant leader program. And it's not just me, but my wife, Trina. Stand up, Trina. This was definitely a partnership with us working with it. And I, and I think that's why it, it was successful, because we worked together and you know, work with the kids, develop these leadership skills to bring into the camp, to, to serve as counselors, uh, to serve as staff, wherever they think they would fit in. So... Uh, I'm going to run through some slides here. And then at the end, we have not just me here talking, but one of the servant leaders, pretty exciting, that what she thought of this first year of this um, restructured um, servant leader program. So so there you see rafts. What does that have to do with camp? This is something that we did with the servant leaders because of their hard work during the week at the end. And I'll show some pictures on that. So what do we do in preparing young leaders? How are we doing this? How did we fit into the camp? Um, and teach leadership principles. Did we go out and find the best books on leadership? Right here, this is what we did, and this is how we plugged right in. Where are the examples in the Bible where we could learn how to be servant leaders and uh, worked with what the pastors uh, were doing in the, uh, in the camp, and then we just built on that. So partnership, that was very important. Uh, what's new? What do we do different than in previous years? It's a two-year program. We're trying to... Con- have camp continuing on for these kids that are between 18, 21 years old that want to continue on camp, but they want to also become counselors, and we want to prep them for being counselors. Again, as Brad was talking about, excellent teaching at this camp. We want to prepare them so they can step up and lead lead these kids. Um, let's go on to the next one. What else is new? It's more structured. Um, we put together a binder that was very organized, so... The servant leaders didn't have to guess what they're doing. When they had to do KP, they had it all in their binder. They had the whole schedule. They get kids where they need to be, when they need to be. So that was important. And then we had some dedicated focus time. Uh, we focused on, these are the, some of the leadership principles we focused on right from the scripture. Humility, serving, teamwork, um, leading by example. And what, what did we do? Just like I said, we used examples right out of the scripture right here. So talked about the Lord. How he washed his disciples' feet. He was saying you're supposed to wash one another's feet. You're supposed to serve one another. I'm doing this. You're not too high and mighty. You need to. This is how we serve examples from the Bible. Again, Daniel, we studied him several times. And uh, what I would do is the, uh, the day before, I would give them a passage to study, and they would use those uh, Bible study methods. They would go out and uh, at night during their time, they would 
pull observations out of there, and then we would come back. And that I, that was amazing. Some of the observations they had from the scripture, these servant leaders, it amazed me how much they were digging in into the word. So what do servant leaders do? What's the most important thing in camp? Waking up campers. Well, it's like the hardest job to do, waking up these campers, because they have to get up pretty early, especially when they're supposed to be on vacation. Um, what else? Sick kids, get them to the nurse. You know, these are all the things that, if the counselor is busy doing this, uh, it's, it's a lot harder to maintain the integrity of the group. So these, these are things that servant leaders are helping do. If somebody needs some prayer time, again, they could help the counselors and aid in this. Uh, they run KP, so we have a rotating KP schedule. They have campers. And what we did is we just stepped back and let them lead. They knew the functions that they had to do, and we just let them take the tasks and organize. And this is where you could see the leadership coming out. And then we could coach them afterwards. Uh, maybe they weren't projecting enough to call out their names of the kids you know, that kind of thing. So we use that as a teaching opportunity also. So what else do they do? Um, maintaining records for games, um, all the activities we're having, participating in uh, spiritual conversations. We're talking about the scripture, um, clarifying some things. And even if they can't answer questions, they know who to go to, go to the pastors. Um, stepping into uh, the council roles if that's needed. And you can see the schedule here. That's just one day. And you can see all those time slots. There's a lot of a lot of movement that we got to get to places. And so, again, the servant leaders are helping the counselors do this. Uh, we memorize scripture. Uh, last year, we, voc- we focused on one another um, passages. So uh, they had to memorize these before we went on the trip that you'll see at the end. All of them had to memorize. And they took this seriously because they kept, they started cramming near the end, but they did get it done. Right, Trina? They got it done. We made sure that. Um, so at the end, we had this team building kind of reward exercise. Jeff said, hey, we want to do something great because they've worked hard all week. So what we decided to do is some uh, whitewater rafting. And this, uh, that second picture that you saw there, uh, we had a deep part, and they jumped into the river and then floated down underneath. And my first servant leader that jumped in, five seconds there out of the water, where are they? Then they popped back up. So, okay, this is, this is going to be fine. I don't want to lose any servant leaders on this trip. <laughs> I don't think the parents would like that. Uh, and we also use this as an example. These The uh, the boat guides, Trina did a lot of research, found this uh, boating company. It was a smaller one. Um, the two guides that we had, excellent. And they said, you all are following directions so well, we're going to do some advanced things with you. And they were spinning our boat around. We were doing things called surfing in the rapids. And you can see a couple of these here. We had a couple of the guys on the front. And uh, just a lot of fun. But, again, it was because everyone was working as a team. I use that as a teaching opportunity to say, look, they wouldn't have done this with us if we weren't working together as a team, listening, and uh, just using all those uh, things we were learning all week. So here's some feedback. Instead of me just up here talking, let's see what happened at the end of camp when we got some feedback on the servant leader program. How did we do? And this was important. I was getting feedback all week. I kept talking with the counselors. How's it going? The servant leaders, okay, we're having issues here. I'm going to feed that back into the group and then keep, keep this constant feedback going. So at the end of the week, um, we were improving. So here's a quote that I got from, um, I just pulled this out from the servant leader. Servant leader program transferred camp in so many ways that it was astounding. The direction and coaching as well as accountability amongst the servant leader program was an absolute win. It is a great victory. So this is why... Brad was up here excited. This is why I'm excited, Jeff's excited, about working this program right into the system. And that's something that Brad said right before this presentation is you guys just 
slip right in. It's because we had all these gears already going with the camp. All we did is figure out what the best way is to fit fit that in and, uh, and again, help these kids become leaders. So let's get uh, feedback from one of the servant leaders. Let's go back. My name's Emma Arbuckle. I've been going to Camp Verete since 2015. It was last year when I received a random message saying, hey, want to be in the Servant Leader Program? I had only a little knowledge about it, but I said sure, and I was truly not prepared for how amazing it was going to be. A Servant Leader is essentially a bridge between being a camper and being a counselor. As a Servant Leader, I could participate in all the other events campers did, but I also had other responsibilities, such as starting our Bible study after Bible teaching if the counselor had something to attend to or making sure everyone was headed to the right place and had someone to walk with, or leading the kitchen cleanup crew. Personally, it gave me a lot of courage to step into that leadership position, not just in camp, but in other environments as well afterwards. In the program, we were told to help keep in mind that just as Jesus washed his disciples' feet, so we also ought to serve one another. It was almost an awkward balance at first between leading and serving, but at the end of camp, I really learned how to effectively participate in both roles. If anyone's considering being a servant leader, I'd say absolutely go for it. Not only does it give you a new perspective on leadership, but it gives a Christ-centered view, and it really makes all the difference. Since Camp Verete, I've been able to take on roles and responsibilities that I would not have otherwise even considered. Due to that environment where those skills are carefully brought out and grown, I really felt confident stepping in. It can help you in so many areas of life to lead others humbly and strive to be more like Christ. Thank you, Emma. So that was important, what she said about taking what she learned at camp, and that's why we emphasize this with the servant leaders, taking what they learned at camp and now go into your communities, go into your churches, lead, um, work with Awana, whatever you need to do, take these skills and keep developing. And that's why we have the two-year program. They come back for the second year. We build on that, give them more responsibility, and then march on to um, if you want any more information, I'll be here at this conference at the end of today. And there's my email address if you want to write it down and uh, let me know. Thank you, everyone. Well, I appreciate it so much to stay here these days. I thanks Jeff, my hostess, for this good opportunity. It was my first time in the USA, and of course I appreciated the, the teaching of Bible here. Well, uh, the intention is to talk about our work with Jeff in Brazil, but first a few words about me. My name is Eliezer Queiroz. Eliezer is the name of the servant of Abraham. A good guy to looking for wife to others. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born in the center of the country. I believe in Jesus, uh, a young, 12 years old, and I was baptized in that area there. I'm from... Uh, Bible Brethren Church. There are many of them in Brazil. But now I'm, I live in the east coastline of Brazil. Uh, I am serving the Lord there in a city called Vitória. 
and the state is called Espírito Santo, Holy Ghost. Imagine the place that I am living. <laughs> well, I'm married with Rogéria, a lovely woman, and I have three, qui three kids. It's interesting why I am here. Of course, it's God's will, but uh, Mr. Jim Myers uh, are preaching in Brazil since 2002. Uh, and since, I think, eight years ago, we passed to invite him in this time in Brazil to go in our area. So, I think three times I was I translated him in our assemblies in Vitória. Uh, in August, if God permit, Mr. Myers will be in my home. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> okay? A few words about Brazil. Um, oh, one more thing. I'm so grateful by the Dean Bible Ministry. I used it so many years ago in Brazil and many others uh, Brazilian English speakers. So thank God for this job that Pastor Dean and uh, uh, the team here promote to us around the world. A few words about Brazil. Brazil is a big country, like USA. 210 million people. Um, <clears throat> very interesting point. 10 years ago, only 10 years ago, 64% of the people declared being Roman Catholic. Understand me? 10 years ago. In two years, 2022, only 50% of Brazilians will be considered being Roman Catholic. Imagine the great opportunity we are living now, the, the gospel, the evangelical. Of course, we have the same problems there. The false prosperity gospel, uh, the false teaching about uh, that we are not saved only by grace, the Pentecostal and charismatic problem. Oh, you are the Brazilian here? Wow. We eat rice this lunchtime. Was very good, isn't it? <laughs> rice is our main food in Brazil. We eat rice every time. <laughs> okay, so Brazil, 50% uh, in two years will be Roman Catholic. Two points. First of all, more than 100 million people that need to listen the gospel. The second one, the growing of the evangelical in Brazil is a, a very good point for us. Okay. Well, about our work in Northeast, Jeff is a smart guy. So, 
he works with us there in Natal, a very beautiful place. Natal is a state's capital of Rio Grande do Norte, a state in North Northeast. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if everybody knows. Brazil is a, a rich nation. I'm sure about it. The problem is uh, there are so many very rich people, but, uh, no, a few very rich people, but we have so many poor people. For you understand, in the last year in Brazil, we have 15 million people under the line of poverty. Person that pass a day with less than six dollars. Yeah. Okay, but your government provide money to them. Good, our government provide money. Do you know how much? Near thirty-five dollars per month per person. The poor people receive $35 in a month for live uh, during a month. So, Northeast is a part of Brazil that Jeff is working. And there uh, we have 60 million people there. Uh, is a poor part of the, the country. What I'm doing there together, Jeff, but my job helping him is... I help him translate him preaching. It's not easy because this text in English, okay? <laughs> the second things I I myself teach to using the material, and I even help uh, translation DM to material to Portuguese. We have there in Natal, in Araldo Natal, and in Northeast. Dozens of churches that want to receive this verse-by-verse verse ministry. So, I ask you, help us, pray for us, because uh, it is very important, this way of teaching Bible, okay? Uh, I hope God bless all here, bless this church, and bless... Schaefer's Seminar. Amen.